Good to see everyone today. A uh, couple thoughts after having an opportunity to watch the film of all three phases uh, from our uh, last week's game at Delaware. Uh, still, I'm going to make the statement excited that uh, we were able to go on the road and get a big W, uh, traveling 1,200 miles and uh, playing in front of a, a relatively packed house, uh, a little bit of adversity early in the game. Uh, I thought our kids responded well. Of, of course, there's plenty of things we can continue to improve upon, uh, and that starts this afternoon. Uh, there's a reason why we're practicing uh, later today. But uh, uh, just a couple things. You know, I thought uh, last week, we offensively, we practiced with noise all week. I think there was probably one time during the course of the game early, uh, not long after uh, the, uh, the punt block, uh, that we might have had a, a false start. Uh, so I, I think just adding that adversity or that another element at practice probably was good for us, especially as we go through the season. We'll play in other loud venues. Uh, and then, you know, for all the young kids, we played 18 either true freshman or redshirt freshman players uh, on this road trip. And I think anytime you can get away from Fargo a little bit, we developed a little bit better continuity probably as a team, grew up a little bit, I, knock on wood, uh, I think it was a good trip overall. And again, uh, when you can learn things after a victory, I think that's critical. Uh, offensively, you know, some numbers, I didn't have the stats right after the game, you know, six to six in the red zone, uh, that's a good day. Uh, that's a really good day. It's efficient. Uh, there was one series I wish we would have done a little bit better. That was the second to last series of the first half. Um, we missed a uh, uh, our quarterback, Trey, missed a, an opportunity to throw to Adam Cofield in the flat. They ran kind of a snag concept into the boundary. Uh, and then we turned the five technique loose on power on the very next play. And, and before you know it, now it's, it's, it's third and, 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 and not – you know, it was first and goal, I think, and now it's third and longer, and, and we ended up kicking a field goal at that time. That was probably the one thing at halftime I wish we'd have been a little bit more efficient. Uh, you know, but otherwise, you know, I looked at the, you know, our, our, our equation that we think is going to uh, bring success to the program is, is the number 55. And, and again, that's been around for a while, but 50, a sum total of 55 rushing attempts plus completions. Well, we had 60 on Saturday. And that, that allows us to keep the, the time of possession. That allows us to keep the ball moving. Uh, and, and again, when, when you only have one tackle for loss uh, as an offense unit, I think that, that says a lot about the, the offensive line, says a lot about the crew chiefs and the decision-making of our backs. And so uh, kudos to our offense for never really getting behind the sticks or getting, uh, you know, or giving up positive plays to the defense. So I was excited for those guys as well. Defensively, probably just a couple. I thought we played well for three quarters. Some missed tackles. Uh, I think I, I came up, I'm probably a little bit more stick, more of a stickler with the missed tackles than maybe our, uh, some others. But I had about seven critical missed tackles during the course of the game, two of them on third down. Uh, we did a nice job early in the game. Uh, they were 0 for 7 on third down and 3 for 3 in the second half. And so it was a tale of two different, two different halves for Code Green. Uh, again, things we can continue to improve on. Uh, the most elementary of fundamentals is tackling, and we got to continue to improve on it, uh, definitely. And then the three plays on special teams, uh, you know, we, we got to fix. We, we spend way too much time on, in special teams meetings and in special teams drills and segments to have a bad snap a punt blocked, and then give up a big return. So those things will be, be addressed. They already have been as a staff, uh, and we'll get back to work today, and, and we're excited to get going. we got a, uh, a really good football team coming into Fargo this week, and uh, I know Coach Hawkins will have his guys ready to go. Uh, they got a, a Jake Mayer, the, the quarterback, is a seasoned player. He's been around for a while. Uh, I, I'm sure he's not going to get rattled by too many things that we do. We're going to have to play re really, really good football uh, to, to play with these guys. They, they've done a nice job, and they've played in big venues, so I'm sure coming to the Fargo Dome will just be coming to another game for them. At this time, I'll open it up for questions.
Matt, what is it about Mayer that really impresses you when you watch him on tape? Very few turnovers. Uh, very efficient with the football. Uh, he seems to have really good understanding and command of the offense. This is his third, I believe it's the third year Coach Hawkins has been here, so I'm sure he's starting to really settle in as a, uh, or feeling comfortable with all the play calls and, and the tempo which they play too. What is it about programs that routinely usually draw good quarterbacks? You know, you've had a run, Davis has had a run for many years. What is it about this program? Well, I think one, uh, it, it helps when you have quarterbacks go on and, and have some success in, in professional football. I, I think that's an added bonus. I think uh, when, when you start talking to kids, what's the number one thing that most of them want? And that's ability or opportunity to win football games. And I think that draws uh, a lot of kids to NDSU and a, a lot of good programs out there. So uh, those would be the top two things that I can think of. Matt, how important is, is this for SDS to have, you know, top 25 games, second straight week for you guys just to kind of show the national landscape and kind of figure out where you are in the FCS? Well, I, you know, anytime we're able to play a, a good opponent, it's, it's good for the Bison. I mean, we, we need to continue to get better. Uh, and this week we're going to have to improve drastically over some of the things that we did last week. I don't know how it affects everyone nationally, but uh, all I can control are the 110, 115 guys over uh, in the Dome right now. Uh, just Brendan Cook uh, getting some playing time on Saturday and just the – the defensive line depth, where do you feel that's at or do you feel it's getting better? Well, I think it's. It, I, I think uh, we played 10 guys on Saturday, uh, six defensive ends, four defensive tackles, so uh, I think it's getting better. And Brendan went, uh, I made the comment after the game, uh, number one reason why he went, we thought if it became a slugfest and, and they wanted to start running the football between the tackles, we needed because they had some big tight ends that we needed to have a little bit bigger body there. Uh, and Brendan's a big, long kid, 240 pounds, had originally come to NDSU to play defensive tackle, had struggled to put on the weight, but was still a big physical presence, especially as a six technique. So I, I thought the, the the strip, almost fumble recovery, but what a great play for a, for a young redshirt freshman. Uh, there's reasons why you practice those mo those moments, and to see him execute that in a you know middle of the game was 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 critical for his development and for our coaches to know that we can start leaning on him a little bit more. When did you make that decision to bring him? Uh, we made it early last week. You know, with non-conference games, uh, we have we've been fortunate that we've been able to bring a few more people than normal. Uh, I think we dressed 73 players this last week. Uh, of course, we're, we'll bring all our seniors who might be banged up or injured at the time. But uh, that was an early in the week decision. I had a conversation with Coach Williams, and and we felt like that's what we needed against a team that might try to line up in two tight ends. You see some great confidence boosting things from uh, some of your young guys, some of these true freshmen out there from. Obviously, your kicker to uh, to Kobe and some different guys. How valuable is it for those young guys, and what's it kind of say to some of those older guys as well? Well, I think to you know, I, I think it's critical to get any playing time for these young guys right now. And 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 you've seen we're using the four game rule to the max. Uh, you know, our job is to win football games, and we're going to identify the best personnel that gives us a chance to do that. Uh, but I think to the upperclassmen, it. it it allows them to, to – they can trust some of these kids when they start making plays. You know, Ty Brooks is, is as excited as anyone when Kobe has big plays or when Sabian Clark has, his, has a touchdown. I mean, that is huge for Ty Brooks. And, and, and Ty's going to make sure he, everyone hears about it. You know, that's just the type of leader Ty is. Uh, you know, when, when Derek Tuska's out there and he sees, you know, Brendan Cook making plays – he knows that, that we're going in the right direction. And I think, you know, I have never once said that we're anywhere near where we need to be right now. But to see these young kids buying in and starting to believe, I think that our best football is still ahead of us. Uh, well, how was Kobe Johnson owned so, so much trust so early? I mean, you had him on the goal line like right away. I mean, sometimes came in late in other games, but this game, 
Yeah, right. Well, I think you you have to come to practice and watch how he goes about his business, and, and he he practices like a veteran. He practices. We challenge our guys to practice like pros, and he does. I mean, he's come here. Uh, he, he's right in the mix. He understands what he's doing. He's assignment sound. Uh, I think that's critical. Ball security. Is, is, is a huge deal for a young guy just because of the speed of the game is going to be different. So those two things right off the bat uh, give us the and give our coaches the trust that he can play. It seemed like you had so many years in this program. It was like two guys, two running backs. Now it's like five. You know what I'm <laughs> well, saying? Is it, do you need that many these days? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if we, we need that many, Jeff, but we have that many that can play for us. And, and if and through the course of the year, we can back off some reps here or there. And, and really, I think... I haven't looked game by game, but 10 carries is about max for any of our backs right now. If we can keep it that way and do it by committee, I think it just makes us better later in the season. And, and there, there may be a game late or you know an occasional game where someone might need 15 carries, but maybe we can stockpile some, some reps somewhere uh, and protect them. How much does the defensive talent, the, the DBs, allow you and Coach Brown to call a little bit more pressure? Because I, I thought I noticed that this game where you had a little bit more juice coming. We did. Uh, that was probably uh, a Coach Entz uh, suggestion. <laughs> but let, let's, let's bring, you know, D Dave, Dave does an unbelievable job. And, uh, uh, you know, Dave, Dave prepares our kids unbelievably and gets them ready to go. Coach Braun does. But uh, I thought when 12 was back there, uh, you know, I don't. I, I didn't feel like he was seeing the pressure. Uh, I just remember we brought uh, kind of NCA pressure from our sideline, and, and he threw just a long foul ball to the tight end. I don't think he ever even saw the pressure coming or the safety rotation. So that was the thing that, that I felt like we could get away with. And then uh, I, I thought some some of our pressures away from the back were, were free hitters. Uh, they did. They just didn't do a great job of picking them up. So if we can create some TFLs and get people off schedule, I'm all about it. He was there for two months with, with Coach Hawkins. Uh, he was one of the few holdovers from the previous staff uh, prior to going to the University of Northern Iowa. So I, I feel he has some understanding of some of the personnel, uh, has gotten to know some of the coaches well. Uh, he was there for a spring practice, so he kind of saw the initial installation of, of the offense and defense as you see it right now. It seems like, Matt, you know, and I don't block into receivers as well as in the point of emphasis, but it feels like you have more guys that are doing it better this year. Would you agree with that? At all? I, that, that, that those guys as, as collectively seem to be doing a better job on the perimeter? I think overall, and I'm not downplaying your question, I think our offense is playing with more urgency when people get in the open field. I, I could show you clips upon clips of not just receivers, but Cordell Volson sprinting to hit somebody, uh, Zach Johnson. Uh, Dylan Radins, everybody trying to sprint to hit someone when the ball clears that first level. And so I, I think it's just become kind of an, a, an attitude or, or a mission of our offense to make sure we're able to pop big plays and be explosive. But to do that, we got to make second level blocks. Has that been a fundamental change about instead of just sustaining a block, just running and go? Has that been a change that Coach Blasek? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think the, the, the mentality of just we're going to sprint to hit people and, and you know, we're going to try to make that second level block. If we can get it secured on the front level, let's go find another one. And, uh, uh, and then you see a lot of our offensive linemen running downfield to pick up backs. And I think that's, that is something that Coach Blazek has done, that you know, the back shouldn't pick himself up. They should get help, get help from our offensive line. And I think that that creates a ton of trust and continuity between those two segments. 
ask you about Trevor Hyde after the game. What has he done to earn more time on the field over the last month? Well, he's done a great job of just as our punt returner and kick returner. He's had a couple good. Uh, Good returns. Now, of course, he's going to get razzed today, probably, because uh, he got tackled by one of the shield. But uh, uh, never, never mind that. He did a good job. And he, you know, number one thing in my philosophy with 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 punt defense or punt return is the most important thing is we have the football at the end of the snap. And that's why you're not going to see us be probably a high-pressure team. We'll bring it occasionally uh, and, and, and when it's the right time. But uh, I, I want to make sure we have the football. And, and Trevor gives us that trust back there, a guy with good hands, sure hands, uh, and, and the willingness to, to try to make a, a small crack into a 10, 15-yard gain. If we can get 10 yards per return, that's one less first down our offense needs to get. Is the distribution of passing targets something you guys are trying to achieve, or is it something that's just sort of happening? I think it, part of it is is it's just happening. I think the other part is uh, there's a, a big trust factor going on right now with, with Trey and his receivers, but also you're seeing a lot of personnel groupings that are, uh, they might look like 11 personnel to the average fan, but maybe it's it's 11 lippy. You know? So he's out there in that series. Or it's, it's 11 Mathis, or 12. Uh, Cole Jacobs. And so we're getting a lot more people out there to play in situations, and now they're making plays. I mean, and again, I said after the game, Jimmy Kapoor's had a big day for us. Two big catches, a nice run. Uh, again, you know, Phoenix making that big catch right before half, uh, that 40-yarder that enabled us to kind of start speeding up and get that touchdown in the last series before the, before the halftime. Do you expect uh, James Hendricks back this week? And if so, how important a role do you play against the team that likes to pass it a little more like UC Davis? No, I do. I anticipate him hopefully being back to practice today. Uh, same thing with Demetri Williams. I hope uh, you know Demetri's injury is just one that he's going to have to continue to manage himself and with the assistance of Bobby. But uh, I hope both those guys are back. You know, it doesn't matter if we're playing a pass-happy team or a run-heavy team. James Hendricks just helps you. Period. Did you guys make it out of the weekend pretty healthy? Other than that, we did. We did. Banged up. You know, typical football things. Uh, but I, I envision we'll have the majority of uh, all the players at practice today. After really giving Keo bombs in that game, how much confidence have you in defense to back that up with another performance? Say that one more time. I apologize. Uh, how much more confidence do you have in your defense after really shutting down Keo going to another FCS quarterback top uh, you know, I, I feel good. it was good to see the pass rush uh, get created early. And uh, I, again, I, I know those guys are frustrated, and, and sometimes we, we, we labor on the, the negatives too much. That, you know, first thing Derek said yesterday when I saw him when he came in to watch film was we should have had 10 sacks. And so uh, that, that's the expectations of the guy. That's not coming from me, that's coming from our players. And, and, and they expect, you know, that they need to make tackles and finish plays. And, 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 the, and the word of the week in the football office will be finish. Matt, about Costner Chang, how close is he to getting to a spot where you, you trust him more? I know he's playing a bit more. Is he even maybe more elevating your timeline you thought from switching spots in the spring to where he's at right now? He, he's done a great job, and, and it's not a surprise. Costner loves being a bison. Uh, was willing to do whatever he could to get on the field. Uh, I think the comfort level is starting to catch up a little bit. Uh, he was a little mechanical early, in, especially in spring, fall camp. He's starting to be more reactionary now, cutting it loose, being able to make some plays. And, and, and his best football is still ahead of him. But I'm excited. Costner's helping us and giving us great depth at the D-line.